Hey there, Rolanda Watts here, and I'm so glad you're joining me here on Rolanda On Demand. I've got a wonderful guest for you today. Marilyn is just amazing. Let me look at all the things that this woman has done. This is a five page resume, okay? Marilyn Crawford is her name. She's from New York City. She's an award-winning branding architect, strategic marketing genius, business development, diversity and inclusion, organizational development, the woman has done everything in addition to charities. But the thing about her reinvention, doing all these different things, is it really change, reinventing yourself? Or is it really just taking everything that you are and letting it be kind of like octopus legs going out, doing all of you? She is, you know, she does have a Harvard degree, that does help. But some of the information you're gonna hear today and some of the tips and and um, some of her stories, I hope they inspire you. I hope they really get you motivated uh, to do, to keep doing, to keep trying, to keep at it no matter what. Marilyn Crawford is my guest today here on Rolanda On Demand. Hey, before we get to Maryland, just let me remind you, follow me in social media at Rolanda Watts. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A at Rolanda Watts. And also don't forget that Destiny Lingers, my novel is going to be coming out an audiobook very soon. So I want you to keep an eye out for that. And holidays are coming, get your cameo. Let me make a special message just for the holidays for you from me to someone you love. Cameo.com slash Rolanda Watts. All right, let's get to our show today. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you like it, hey, leave a nice review and a rating. That would be very lovely. I would appreciate that. It's kind of like our ratings on podcasts. But anyway, let's get to Marilyn Crawford, our guest of today here on Rolanda On Demand. And I and I look at you as not only reinventing yourself by doing but so many different things, but really is it because do you look within yourself and find so many gifts that you have? Because every single one of those things is so indigenous to you. So on point, because I, I think for people like you and me and a lot of our friends and, and associates, et cetera, it, it's not so much reinvention, it was always there. We're just right. continuing on the trajectory. You've been everything. I mean, I've seen you in New York. I've known you for years. Everything yes. from major celebrity events that you're behind to major charity events. Those are fun though. Those are fun. It's a lot oh, of fun, fun but it's fun when you see it coming to fruition. So what do you consider work? Every day, I, I you know, I work, but I enjoy what I do. Um, I've been very fortunate. I mean, I have, like you said, I've been all over the world. I've been with shakes and with presidents and the only black woman around in Saudi Arabia or Dubai or wherever I am. And, um, and one thing leads to another. I have even met people that I've met on airplanes and I've gotten huge contracts from. I've met people that I have just ran into in a restaurant and we start talking about salt and pepper and I get a huge contract. Uh, secretaries, janitors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and and it's, it's so interesting 
with Saba, uh, who is the uh, really the CEO of Invisible Smart, that started out through a relationship with with another partner who basically has uh, prefab housing and and everything that you can imagine in the food industry. So, <laughs> and here she is in London. Back to what I want to know what that secret sauce is that helps you meet people from every ilk of life and cut contract bills. And number two, we'll get back to the to the to the uh, to the shield. But this is the thing: when you have a contract, and look, y'all, when when somebody has a con a, a contract, look, I'm giving this as a contract. It's a resume. When okay. somebody has a resume that is five pages long, you know this person has meant business in, in life. No, I, I'm telling you, I'm so fortunate because I had to cut it down because I would send. You had to cut my, it down. Yeah, because I would send it to people and they were like, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. So but then I would have to end up giving them some of the things. Award-winning branding architect, strategic marketing, business development, diversity and inclusion, organizational development, branding executive, and then all the other things that I mentioned, like the charity things that I know about, the celebrity things that Marilyn just calls mere fun. But anyway, Marilyn Crawford is somebody who I want to recognize today is one of my great reinventionists. Uh, the people who I've known who have just so brilliantly, seamlessly over years uh, reinvented themselves or changed their game or the question we ask each other. And, and I love that, that you're resonating with this, Marilyn, is you know, is it really reinvention? Is it really reinventing ourselves? Or is it just extending the glory that God gave us in terms of talent? And uh, and um, and I'm sure the Harvard uh, business degree doesn't hurt either. Well, but USC, don't forget, I'm a Gamecock. I have two degrees from Gamecock, Lynn, in, in okay, USC. Right. Not All University right. of Southern Cal, University of South Carolina, baby. South, I'm a South Carolina, Carolina, that's right. And look, the Kakalakis, I stand for them. <laughs> But you're so on point because it is in, in our DNA when you have it. But the thing about it is you can't, I, I'm going to get all kind of criticism for this, but you can't be lazy, mm -hmm. you know, while other people are asleep and I'm thinking. Right. And you have to, to look beyond what is in front of your face. If it's an opportunity to um, uh, go into a luncheon, then you go to that lunch and you enjoy yourself. It's not that you're looking for anything or you know being aggressive about anything, but as people tell you about what they do, then what you do is you dissect that in your mind and you say, oh, what part of that would be um, uh, advantageous for us to do something together? Maybe the answer is zero, but nine times out of 10, there's something there. They you know, the most important question that you can ask to build a relationship with someone in business is, how can I help you? Yes. You know, and I, and I'm just, and I, I don't, I don't ask that though. I go against the you grain. don't ask it, but you know, but, but to offer your services as opposed to, well, well, I, you may well, have a whole different. I don't know if I put it that way, Rolanda. I probably have never said, how can I help you? Which is the normal business thing that they tell you to say. But what right. I do is I look at it and I say, um, this is how we can increase your revenue with with the relationship with me you just got my attention forget the other girls <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't even ask how I, I always focus on identifying uh budget points that can be uh easily increased with low-hanging fruit with revenue generation and you're right you're right yolanda because i get their attention like right away 
Like, right what's she talking right. about? It? What is she like that I'm not already doing kind of it's thing? Pressing conversation. Right. right. But also there are a hundred brand people that call them PR and brand architects and marketing. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They just want a, a label and they want people to think they know what they're doing. And they take a lot of people's money. And then after that, the people come to me and say, oh, can you do this? This is what I need done. And because most it. clients don't know what to ask for. Most clients don't know, that's not their uh, area of expertise. So therefore, if their forte is not PR, they're looking for you to tell them what they need to do. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, I feel bad for a lot of people because they lose a lot of money before they get to me. You know, yeah. when, when, and, and branding people are dime a dozen. Branding architects are different. Now tell branding, me the difference. The difference is branding architects hire people who are uh, social media, public relations, marketing, business development, et cetera, and have them on their staff to assign and oversee specific areas of expertise. There's mm -hmm. um, um, uh, one of my favorite clients in the whole wide world, you know her, is Lloyd Lewis. Mm -hmm. the widow of the first black billionaire, Reginald F. Lewis. And wow. uh, we traveled together for over a year and a half. Uh, his new uh, documentary had come out on PBS and she came to me and she says, Marilyn, I need help, we need to do this. And we did an outstanding job together. It was the highest rated streamed documentary in 2018, period, bar none. Wow. We took it to Cannes and we did a European premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. And the name of it again? It's RF, it's Reginald F. Lewis, um, The Making of a Billion Dollar Empire. Wow. I, okay. We will, yeah. we will be it, And it's free. That. It's free. She <laughs> wanted it to be free. She didn't want people to have to pay for it or go to the movies and et cetera. Uh, in the future, I am going to make an unauthorized version of the Reginald F. Lewis story for the theater. But right. um, Lloyda used to call me. People say, well, Lloyda, what does she do for you? And I loved what she came up with. She says, Marilyn, you're my impresario. I was like, whoa, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> impresario. Um, but it, it, it's interesting because people think of an event as an event. If you're doing an event and it's not an experience and it doesn't have a lot of octopus legs around it, centipede mm -hmm. legs around it, then stop doing it because you're not doing it right. You don't do one thing down a black hole. That doesn't work in the business world. It has to have extensions. It has to have growth. It has to have an opportunity to transition to other opportunities. So that's that's just the way it is. But how do you learn to think like that? I mean, there are 50 million people out here right now trying well, you know, to you think want to know like the truth. You want to know the huh? real truth? You want to know the real truth? Yeah. yeah. I grew up in an um, uh, interracial home. Um, and uh, I don't know if you even know this about me, down south. In the middle, in the height of racism, uh, uh, my mother was Caucasian. My father was African American. Um, my father was an everyday laborer. Now you guys call him. Um, uh, there's a name for it. He was a janitor, but you call him something else. Engineer, something. Custodian. Cust yeah, custodial engineers now. Okay. Um, but he was the smartest man I know. He had a PhD in street. <laughs> he worked for a, uh, uh, well, he ran a funeral home business. Uh, he didn't have a mortician's license, but my cousin did. He ran, <laughs> he ran a, uh, a taxi business, wherever people wanted to go. He ran a construction business. He never went to school, but he could look at a building and tell you how many two by fours you needed to buy 
at, at the warehouse down the street in order to build that building. He ran um, um, uh, anything he could do. He was a hustler. Anything he could do because he had like five kids. One in law school, one in graduate school, uh, you know, two in college and me. And he also did something phenomenal. He kept a full-time meal. Spring made is the sheets you sleep on. Remember spring, the mill? He actually was the janitor at the Springs Cotton Mill. And so the only time I got to spend with him, not the only time, but a lot of the time that I got to spend with him was when he was on his lunch break. But on his lunch break, he would take an industrial uh, sander and go down the hallway and sit me on it and talk to me. And he said, baby, whatever you do, I want you to get a great education because I don't want you to do this for a living. He didn't know the best education I ever had was from him. And my mother was a cook at elementary school. Uh, she also did domestic work. Uh, her cousin was a sheriff in our hometown, Jim Coffin. Can you imagine? This I integrated the schools in the sixth grade. Yeah. There were 300 white kids and me and Jerry Witherspoon in the sixth grade. My hair was set on fire. They tried to beat me up, you know, et cetera. And it is at that time that I learned there are great black people and bad black people. There are great white people and bad white people. I learned so, that. Didn't you learn a lot by the character? Didn't you learn a lot growing up down south that absolutely uh, well that a lot of a lot of racism isn't malicious intent. It's just that people don't know. They haven't been exposed. They don't know. They don't know. They've never ex been exposed to it. They never experienced it, or they were taught racism in their home because you don't come out the womb no. racist. That's why you see all these little black and white kids and Indian kids and Asian kids hugging each other, just having a ball. And 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 the interesting thing about it is, I, I have a lot of friends from all over the world, and I have a lot of powerful, very um, high net worth Caucasian friends, mm -hmm. and. The interesting thing is they don't even know when they're insulting you. <laughs> they, I mean, I, of course, with me, I'm loquacious, so they know when they when when they finish saying. Right, we, let, look, we let them know, right? But, <laughs> so but their intent was not negative. Right. They thought they were just having a conversation, and that's why I created a, a safe place. Uh, you know what that is, right? Safe place is when I go into Fortune 500 companies. Uh -huh. And I offered them private coaching for diversity and inclusivity with their top executives. Oh, that's great. So they have a safe place to come and talk. And I can, before they present to their group or they have a problem with a, a black male or female or Indian male or female or Asian male, et cetera, they have a safe place that they can come and talk about it. Mm. Yeah, I'd love for you to do some of that with me. We, matter of fact, we should do a speaking engagement at some Fortune 500 companies. Have you have you noticed that with the Black Lives Matter movement that uh, safe space has become more of a need or have been, you gotten more requests? You know what? There was a huge need before Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, and as anything in life, it depends on the relationship you have with people and their intent. There are a lot of these Fortune 500 companies who made these pronouncements about, oh, we're going to do this for anti-racism. We're going to put in 30 million here, 100 million here over a 10-year period. And we're going to talk to them. They're not doing anything except having Zoom calls. That's right. There's no activity. There's no execution. And I want to call them out. So actually, I'm starting a show called Amazing Things. 
And every month, starting in January, we're going to name the top 10 companies and the top worst companies. And we call it the blacklist. Mm -hmm. Do you find that there's, that there, like during the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of folks found themselves in their businesses with their pants down and were hustling to come up with band-aids on a, on a flooding dike. <laughs> but they lied. They came and, with band-aids. They, they called their Black friends and paraded them around like they had Black folks. But people don't realize uh, and yeah, I'm calling out Fortune 500 companies because what people don't realize is the budget that they announced and they put in their press releases was a budget they already had for social responsibility. So nothing changed. It's a systemic problem that was never addressed because if you're a company and you really want to uh, address systemic racism, what you look at is who's building our buildings that we build that we need, our franchises, who is decorating them? Who is, who are we ordering equipment from? It's not just hiring. There's a whole different deep dive that you have to make. So some people, I don't know of anybody, maybe they were serious. Maybe some people were serious. I don't know. I don't know either. I've, I just, I um, saw some situations where people were open and I've seen situations where people are just full of shit. Yeah. And just using, you know, I had to tell one of my, who I thought was a friend, I had to tell them, you know, something, my blackness is not a trend for you. This is not a trend. Ooh, for I you. like that. Uh, my blackness is not your trend. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and it came down to some treatment that he gave me that he wouldn't have given anybody else that was in that situation. And it was- But, exactly but what, what we need to do is hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. that, that we went through that big spike after George Floyd's murder and everybody wanted to do something and we're going to help invest in black companies and we're going to hire more black people and we're going to do this. Well, they didn't do it. Mm -mm. And, and I, I mean, matter of fact, and I won't even call a name because everybody in the world knows this name. There is a professional athlete with a fortune 500 company who made a huge commitment. And every time I call the woman who's over it, which has been now for the commitment was made seven months ago, mm -hmm. every time I call her, she says, uh, we're deciding on the guidelines. I can do guidelines in, in two hours. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden that, if, where, if, where is it? It was on the table a minute ago, it's, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it gets frustrating, it gets frustrating. But you keep moving and you keep grooving and you keep coming up with new things. And, you know, and using all of the gifts that you have. I mean, you know, I, like I said, I, I question myself when I say reinvention sometimes because all of the things that you do are so much of who you are. It's just a different angle of, yeah. of that. You've come well, up with well, something. People, well, people thought I was crazy when I came up with this one. <laughs> this is your latest venture. No, this is my late, well, it's not even a venture because I got too many things going on, but we'll do it next year. I'd love to, to have you to come on board and do it with me. It's called Meet Me at the Bar. You know what the bar is? I used to until COVID. Boot camp against the bar, boot camp against racism. Boot it's camp. a 24 okay. hour camp for CEOs. Wow. Now that's going to get deep. Bring your boot tissues, camp. folks. No, but, but we're only going to take 20 at a time. And from the time they arrive to the time they leave, they are Black people. They have the Black experience. Ooh. So we have different obstacles for them to go to. From the time they arrive to the time they leave, they have the Black experience. 
Wow. And their names change. We give them a name, the whole nine yards. It's called Meet Me at the Bar. Meet Me at the Bar. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. I just think, you know, are we moving forward? I mean, I, I think that the programs like yours are helpful, but are people open to change? No, <laughs> no. Because most people think that, I'm just being honest. I know you are. Most people think they don't need change. Mm -hmm. And the people that need it the most are in the most powerful positions. And they have hired people who basically every two weeks get a check. So they're not going to speak up, but so much, mm -hmm. you know, they don't want to mess up their good thing. So, you know, and that's why every Fortune 500 company should have an outside consultant mm -hmm. who doesn't have the who isn't dependent on the CEO. Right, no skin in the game. Right. Dog in the fight. So they can yes. just come in and just be objective. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's yeah, why exactly. I said We have such a long way to go. Yeah, we have so far to go. I mean, just everything is just so ingrained, but I think- Well, the anytime you're, you're, you are, and I'm not gonna get into politics, but anytime you have a political race that's so heated and so fueled with racism, and you hear from people's voices, you hear them say, I'm for the Proud Boys. Just hold on, I'm coming. You hear them say, that country's a shithole. You hear them say, yes, we need to separate those kids from their parents because their parents should have never brought them. You hear them say, I don't like certain things about people of color. And people yeah. of color are still voting for them. That's a captive mentality. That's 400 years of slavery that you have not released yourself from. Well, there's no question slavery is a mentality. And, and they, I tell you, and what a, what a whooping, forget the back, it's on the brain that the, that the whelps came. Absolutely. Still exists. Absolutely. Tell me also about what you're doing in terms of COVID. How are you coping with COVID? Because you're a lady of the town. You're all over New York. So yeah, but I'm very safe. I wear my mask. Yeah. <laughs> Always. I have it in black and white in VisiSmart. And, um, and this mask is different. The, there's an N95, which people right. tout because yeah. they did a hell of a job branding in 95, but it's just a brand. There's nothing unique about it. It keeps you from giving other people COVID, but it doesn't keep you from getting COVID. Okay. This mask kills 99.99% SARS COVID that uh, COV-2, which is COVID-19. Going in and out. Now, what, what, how, tell me the name of this, this mask. Is this yours? Your, your yes, product? This is smart. This is our product. And Saba Youssef is my partner in this and Leon Sykes. Yeah. Saba is in Dubai as we speak, but she's from London. Well, I love how, you know, just, you know, people are looking for opportunities and a lot of what we say is look around and what society is going through. What can you offer? What can you do? How can you make what is already out there better? Make it, and, and that's but more like- You have to step up though, because they're going out of the cheap way. I, as I go into places, I ask people, cause I'm just curious, you know, is, is your employer supplying you with the mask or, you know, cashiers, you know, people that are on the front line and the answer is always no, or they give us one that we've had for 50 days. I mean, and a, and a, and a blue mask lasts one day. Right. Uh, you know, plus, uh, and, and I'm going to tout in Business Smart because people need to know about it. 
it is not only, it is the solution that works. So it's a spray, it is a, a mask, it is sanitizer, um, and, it, and the spray can work from one year up to five years. The mask work from five days and a different one works 30 days. The, the, you know, the problem with uh, is the education. Everybody needs to be educated on what keeps them safe, you know? You really, really do. We've got the holidays coming up. Yeah. You know, and, and you you know folks are, as our friend Irene says, they're going to be busting out. <laughs> you know, the holidays are here. And even well, already though we spiked, what, $100,000 100, more today. So we're, it, we're about to go through the worst phase of the virus that this world has ever seen. Not just America, but this world, but especially America. Okay, because we didn't handle it right from the beginning. We didn't close down and give ourselves time to handle it. So it's, it's important to note that nothing on this earth, not the economy, nothing is a priority except getting the virus under control. Because you won't have a job, you won't have money, you won't have an economy, you won't have food, you won't have anything unless you get the virus under control because you'll be dead. That's right. That's, That's your priority. And because of the proven solution, um, it not only keeps you from giving it to someone else, if you love your loved ones and you love your kids and you're sending your kids out to school, it also protects someone else from getting it from you. And there's, there's another company called TPT Global. Uh, it's not part of InvisiSmart, but they uh, are right now being tested by Miami Heat and they're in malls in Florida. Mm -hmm. And you walk through and they spray you. And it's non-carcinogenic, just like in, in VisaSmart. Mm -hmm. So you can taste it, eat it, touch it. You're not going to, nothing's going to happen to you, but it combats COVID, you know? And then there are quick labs that you can walk in and they give you the results. The, the difference that this company, this guy by the name of Stephen Thomas has created is there's an app. So if our kids want to go to school, they walk in, they're sprayed, the app, alerts the principal that they don't have COVID, they can come on to school. Same thing for employers, uh, employees, uh, stadiums, et cetera. But so there are things the out there that, hmm? Right, and I'm just saying, as I'm listening, I'm looking at the trail of new businesses that are created as other businesses have died out. Absolutely. You know, what do you say as a businesswoman? I mean, you've got the Harvard degree, you've got more experience than Joe <laughs> in business, all kinds. And somebody who, who makes contracts happen, the contract whisperer. Um, well, I what like do you say to people who are trying to come up with the next big thing? They're, they're business people, they're sketching it out. You know, they're in the huddle and they've got this time when we're, we're going to clearly be on quarantine again. Um, they've it's got the time because Unicorns are not that difficult to come up with. And it's really uh, the look of the Irish, as they say. But unicorns which are businesses that just go through the roof and nobody's expecting it are usually everyday items you know i just finished writing a book called true black magic and um right now it's with the graphic artists and it is it's called true black magic uh top innovators of the world and it's about the 150 200 uh black inventors but it's not a regular book it doesn't say here i'm a black inventor and i did this it actually takes you on a journey through everyday life from the ironing board to the cell phone, to the, to the uh, signal light, to wh whatever. Mm -hmm. And as you're going through that 
experience on a trip uh, with, the, um, with the aerospace engineer uh, who's getting an award, Dr. Lonnie Johnson, as you're going on an experience for, through that trip, you meet the different black inventors and innovators. And so it's kind of like a trip through present time, but yet it educates you about what they've done in the past. And it's uh, interesting because most people don't know who Dr. Lonnie Johnson is. If you say that name, they don't know, but they know who Jay-Z is and they know who Puffy is, et cetera. Exactly. Or they, or they know the ironing board, but they don't know who made it. Right, right. And, and Dr. Right. Lonnie Johnson, I chose him to, to, um, to really uh, be the key character in the book and to take people on this journey. And the reason I chose him is because every one of us at some point in our life, we played with his invention and don't know it. He's mm -hmm. the number one, he invented the number one selling toy in the world, the super soaker. Wow. He made $83 million off that one IP. <laughs> Lord. Hasbro's super soaker. So, and, and then he made different variations of them. I, I asked him how many variations there were. It's, it's like 160 or something now. But that's he, a water gun. Uh, yeah, that's the water gun. Yeah. A black inventor. But guess what? He's an aerospace engineer. So he knew he how to one of the top aerospace engineers that came, well, came out of the military, works with NASA, works with um, um, uh, St. Cobain, Rolls-Royce, et cetera, et cetera. He is brilliant, but he hasn't gotten the coverage or the press that Jeff Bezos has gotten. Right. So when I started working with Dr. Johnson, I said, oh, let me, let me just see what I can find about him. Guess what I found out? Cool. He and Jeff Bezos were interviewed on the very same day by Oprah Winfrey in 1999. Wow. Now, fast forward to 2020. 2020. I want to say 2021 so bad because I want to be gone. But 2020, Dr. Johnson has now created 150 inventions and 140 IPs. He has created a battery, and I won't say too much on this. He has created thermal energy. He has created energy from ambient air, a water condenser, things that he hasn't taken to market yet because it takes hundreds of millions of dollars to get these things to market, but he has proven technology, but he's not Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. Right, right. So I'm appealing to the world out there. If you're an investor, come and find me because you need to deal with him. Wow. And if you're an inventor, be inspired. Yes. I mean, the, the, the only difference, you know, sometimes you look across a graveyard and go, look how many inventions are in that land. Yep. <laughs> You know, people who just didn't follow through or follow up on Absolutely, like absolutely. By the way, we got a lot of inventions from the graveyard and the casket and all that stuff, but go on. <laughs> from Black inventions. Any words of wisdom that you would give people, you know, because folks are trying to do the next thing and trying to keep the faith and... Well, I would use the, the, the quote of the first Black billionaire, Reginald F. Lewis. Um, he was the first Black man to own a law firm on Wall Street the first black man to be accepted at Harvard University without ever even applying. They came after him in the 150 year of Harvard University. He's the first black man, no, I take that back. He's the first man on Wall Street to do the largest a billion dollars, $1.4 billion overseas leverage buyout. 
So in his words, keep going no matter what. No matter what. Absolutely. Marilyn, thank you so much for thank being you. here today. And, and, I enjoyed this. Right. But, you know, it, in any success, there's a lot of failures. Yeah. And that's what people don't realize. You fail, but you get up again and you come back and come back stronger, you know? Um, and I just want, I want to let everybody know that um, COVID can be managed. And what we learned today was Pfizer, according to Dr. Fauci, is closer to that vaccine. So just like COVID came, other things will come. You know, uh, we have Invisismart mask. We can wear the mask and that'll combat it. We have the spray. But what's important to know is don't let anything or anyone take your joy. Right. If it's someone that you associate with, if it's a relative, then love them from afar. That's right. Embrace you. Know your value, your DNA, and keep going no matter what. No matter what, cousin. Honey, joy is a choice, and joy is an immunity system in itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people are victims. Oh, I don't have a job. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. COVID and this. I don't have anything to do. You know, I told some friends of mine, uh, they're seniors, and they're at home, and they complain every single day. I was like, this is an opportunity for you to work on yourself. You should be moisturizing every day. You should be playing board games. You should be, you know, creating things in your mind to tell your, your relatives and your grandchildren because when you leave their history, their legacy is gone. Instead of no, coming that's, back, that's right. Like that, put it on your iPhone or your yeah. phone. Just a voice message. It. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I, I had recorded a lot of things. My mother used to go around and just quote stuff in the middle of the day. And I was, I wish I would have recorded a lot of that. I mean, she was, you think I'm a character? It would <laughs> rain outside. She would dress up like a gypsy, bake all day in the kitchen. We gift wrap gifts and take them around in the rain to the senior citizens. Oh, Lord. Well, she talked to the gift of giving because I know yeah. the terror of giving. I love giving. Thank you so much. And honey. I love you, Rolanda. You are an outstanding actress. You're an outstanding talk show host. You are an outstanding lady. I really, really love everything that you portray as Thank the epitome of being a woman of the world. I appreciate you. Thank you, honey. You know, it's, it, it takes work, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, thank you so much, honey. That You're very welcome. Coming from you. Thank yeah. you. Have a great day. Make it the best day ever. I just want to say thanks so much for listening to Rolanda On Demand today. I know there's so many things you could be doing, so it means a lot to me that you spent this time with me and Marilyn, and I hope you were really jazzed. Love her, and the information was just amazing. I'm inspired. I'm inspired as well. Hey, listen, don't forget to follow me every day of the week at Rolanda Watts on all forms of social media. And check out my website. I actually built it myself. Can you believe this? Go to Rolanda.com. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A, Rolanda.com, and check it out. And you know I do these reinvention retreats where we do these free webinars, just, you know, good information to inspire and motivate you as we're all going through change. So um, sign up, just save your seat for my next retreat at Rolanda.com. 
In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave me a nice rating. Please leave me a nice review and please subscribe and tell your friends and family because, hey, might not be bad to tune in through the holidays, right? Anyway, I'll see you next time. And thanks so much for listening and watching. Now go out there and do something good. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.